Hello, and welcome to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Megan Liz Smith, and joining me is the brilliant reporter and even more wonderful human being, Annika Merrilees. <laughs> you flatter me, Megan. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. It's the start of our new semester, so how have your classes been? Uh, you know, it's only three days in, but already <laughs> things are going so fast, I can't believe it. And we're back in the studio in KBIA recording our next episode of Speaking Startup, and let me tell you, it feels Feels so good to be speaking some startup once again. Feels great. Glad to be back. We have three topics to cover in today's roundtable. First up, car sharing. The startup Get Around has been raising a lot of capital lately, and car makers are taking notice. Next, venture capital investments in St. Louis. Then, a few startups vying for the chance to speak at South by Southwest. After that, Annika will talk to Jason Weens about Startup Week. He's the director of policy from the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation. Then, a fun little segment we like to call, Can I Get Your Digits? So, let's get started. For our first topic, we're looking at the car-sharing startup Get Around. They announced Tuesday that they've just finished raising about $300 million to expand in North America. Get Around was started in San Francisco, but they have developed partnerships with the auto industry in locations all across the country, including in Missouri. That's right. And so just to clarify, we're not talking about ride-hailing services like Uber or Lyft. Get Around is a peer-to-peer car-sharing service. This is where anyone can list their car on this app and rent it to someone else for a set period of time. Uh, these companies argue that most people's cars sit somewhere not being driven most of the time, so why not make a few extra bucks renting it out to someone else? Hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And the option hasn't become quite as common as ride-hailing, but there are definitely companies trying it, one of the most well-known being Turo. And just last month, General Motors announced that they were launching a peer-to-peer rental program for owners of GM cars. Yeah, and it seems like that's a trend of, of more traditional auto companies trying to get on board with car sharing. But more about that in just a second. The news here is that GetAround, one of these car sharing startups, has just finished a funding round where they raised $300 million. What's the goal with the latest round of funding? They're looking to expand in North America and around the world, and they want to develop partnerships with automakers, which is interesting because it kind of goes against the traditional model. Yeah, because typically you would think of these kind of startups as operating in opposition to automakers, since theoretically car sharing might make people less inclined to buy cars. Right. But instead, automakers are adapting by partnering with these services. In fact, at least a couple of Missouri auto companies will be partnering with GetAround. Uh, Lou Fuse Automotive Network and Jim Butler Auto Group are both going to start offering the service to their customers, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Wow. So is it safe to say that these car sharing platforms are starting to build bridges? In some respects, yes. But I'm not ready to say that all of their troubles will go away overnight. While their relationships with automakers are arguably improving through these partnerships, there are also ongoing battles between the car sharing industry and the rental car industry. Do you want to give some examples? Companies like Enterprise Rent-A-Car and Hertz have been arguing that car sharing companies should play by the same rules they do. That means the same regulations, the same sales taxes, and of course, car sharing companies are not stoked about that. Well, Annika, do you want to give a little summary? (laughs) Sure do. Car-sharing startups are looking to foster relationships with automakers, and one in particular has just raised a lot of capital to put toward that goal. But I don't think this is the last obstacle the car-sharing industry is trying to hurdle. All right, on to our next topic. Earlier this month, the St. Louis Regional Chamber released their annual venture capital report for 2017. 
So it's time to talk about what that means for early stage companies in the St. Louis region. Yeah, and so the general consensus is that St. Louis continues to be one of the top Midwestern markets for startups. Uh, but there were a few trends worth talking about in the 2017 data. Yeah, for instance, the number of deals funded by venture capitals has been declining since it peaked in 2015. In fact, the report showed it's fallen by almost two-thirds. There were just 48 deals in St. Louis that were closed in 2017. And 48 is the smallest number of deals since 2010. That also doesn't match up with national trends. In the U.S. as a whole, the number of venture capital deals has been continuing to rise. But while the number of deals in St. Louis has fallen, the average size of a deal has shot way up. It went from $2 million to $7 million since 2015. So because the number of deals is going down, but the amount of dollars in the deal is going up, this shows that the money is going more towards less risky investments in later stage companies. Right. Um, and the report also reflects a heavy reliance on biotech. The majority of venture capital investment is going towards biotech, it looks like. The Chamber's report noted that given the greater St. Louis region's strength in the biotech industry, that's not totally unexpected. But a lack of diverse investments can come with some potential risks. So, Megan, would you summarize what all this means? Well, the report laid out three main structural challenges facing entrepreneurs seeking venture capital funding. The number of deals is decreasing, investments are getting larger, but they're going to later stage companies, and the majority of investments are going to biotech startups. So for some companies, these trends are good, but for early stage companies outside of the biotech industry, it could be getting harder to find investments. For our final topic, it's a bit shorter, but it's pretty fun. We are going to take a quick look at some Missouri startups hoping to take part in this upcoming year's South by Southwest Interactive Festival. The Austin, Texas-based event has a user-generated platform called Panel Picker, which allows the broader community to get involved in choosing the event programming. And voting through that program ends on August 30th, so there's only about a week left for people to weigh in. Right, and Startling News named a few Kansas City-based folks who are competing for panels or speaking spots. We've got Blake Miller, co-founder of Homebase, a startup that aims to help people manage buildings through automation and smart home devices. We also have Corey Moan, who's the executive director of Blue Valley Center for Advanced Professional Studies, or CAPS. Uh, that's a high school program based in Overland Park, Kansas. And just to clarify this, it looks like the public voting will account for only part of the decision-making process, so the event staffs and advisory board will still definitely weigh in. So to summarize, for people interested in bringing a few Kansas City companies to South by Southwest, this is an opportunity to go out and vote for that. Again, the deadline is August 30th. That's it for the roundtable. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, everybody. I'm Drew Pilevsky, and I'm here to let you know that Speaking Startup is now looking for sponsors. If you're looking for a creative way to market to an audience of informed business decision makers across the state of Missouri, Speaking Startup is the place for you. For more information about how you can promote your company through Speaking Startup, check out the link in the description. Now, back to the program. This year, Startup Week Across America runs from August 20th to August 24th. It's an opportunity to build connections between entrepreneurs and policymakers. To find out more about Startup Week, I spoke with Jason Weens, policy director at the Ewing Marin Coffin Foundation, which puts on the event. And in the interest of transparency, I should mention that the Coffin Foundation provides funding to Missouri Business Alert. So could you tell me a little bit about Startup Week and, and what the original idea was behind it? Yeah, so Startup Week... The initiative was started by a congressman from California and Jarrett Polis, who represents 
the area around Boulder, Colorado. Both Congressman Polis and Congressman Issa were entrepreneurs in their uh, prior life before becoming members of Congress. And several years ago, they created this event. At the time, it was called Startup Day Across America. And the idea is pretty simple. Every August, the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives go on what's called recess. So they take a few weeks off from their legislative work in Washington. And so what Congressman Issa and Polis said was to their colleagues, hey, while you're back in your state or district during the August congressional recess, uh, of all the meetings that you're having, make it a point to have at least one meeting with a startup and entrepreneurs in your community. And they tried to get members of Congress to hold those meetings all on the same day. And then that day was Startup Day across America. Right. I was wondering about the transition from a startup day to a startup week. This year, the initiative has shifted a bit. And because of schedules that members of Congress have who are supporting the event, they decided they wanted to try and make it a week. So this week is Startup Week Across America, and the Coughlin Foundation is trying to help get the word out to entrepreneurs and people who work with and support entrepreneurs about the importance of engaging in policy discussions, in meeting with their elected officials, and telling their story, and to participate in Startup Week Across America by requesting a meeting with their elected officials when they're back home during the August break. If there was one thing that you would want policymakers to understand about startups, is there is there any one particular thing that that would be? If I had to, to choose one to start with, I would say that entrepreneurship and startups are very diverse. People who start new businesses come from all demographics. They live in cities, they live in small towns, they live in rural communities, and they start businesses of all different types. I think as entrepreneurship has gotten more attention nationally, the picture that's been presented of entrepreneurship is primarily tech-focused, male-dominated, and done by young people. And that's not the picture of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs are women, they're people of color, they start businesses that are high-tech and that use basically no technology at all. And I think having that understanding of the diversity of entrepreneurship can really expand a policymaker's mind and so that they can then see how the many different issues that they are asked to consider and to take positions on can impact so many different entrepreneurs in their community. Do you have any anecdotal stories about how past years have gone in Missouri or I guess in the U.S. as a whole? Well, one anecdote from from last year, I mentioned that the Kauffman Foundation helped convene two of these meetings between entrepreneurs and members of Congress. One of those meetings was with Senator Jerry Moran. And I remember Senator Moran uh, saying at the at some point towards, I think, the end of the meeting, how energizing the conversation was to him. And I have the same experience when I get to interact with and spend time with entrepreneurs. You know, the creativity, the drive, the risk-taking, it's all exciting, and they're doing interesting stuff. And so I think, at minimum, 
If you're an elected official spending time with entrepreneurs, you'll come away energized and with new insights that hopefully help you do your work better. Yeah, that that makes sense. It's definitely not a low energy community. So how can entrepreneurs or how can individuals with interest in startups get involved with Startup Week? Well, um, a great first step would be to go to the Kauffman Foundation's website, which is kauffman.org, and there you'll find a page that we've created about Startup Week across America that has links to a resource where you can find the contact information for your elected official, um, and then some tips about how to go about requesting a meeting and what are the types of uh, things you uh, should be prepared to uh, share uh, with your elected official when you make that request. So we're trying to make it easy for people to, to reach out and to make that invitation to have a discussion. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I, I really appreciate it, Jason. All right. Thank you. Bye. It's time for some important numbers in startup and entrepreneurship news. Can I get your digits? So, Annika, can I get your digits? Sure can, Megan. My number, th- <laughs> my number for this week is four million. Four million? <laughs> All right. My number for this week is four million. There's a cybersecurity startup called Bandura Systems located in Lake St. Louis. They just closed a $4 million Series A financing round. And earlier this year, they finished another funding round of $3.5 million. Read more about it on our website, MissouriBusinessAlert.com. Yeah, you better check that out. (laughs) Megan, can I get your digits? Of course. My number for this week is 15,000. That's the number of applicants that were accepted into Y Combinator's online startup school. 15,000 applicants into a school that Business Insider describes as harder to get into than Harvard. It was actually a system glitch that caused all 15,000 to receive acceptance letters. And Y Combinator then sent follow-up rejection emails only a few hours later. Fortunately, though, this story has a happy ending. Y Combinator eventually decided that they would let all 15,000 applicants enroll in startup school. (laughs) I think that's it for this week. It's great to be back. We're back in the swing of things, and we will be here once again next week in the KBI studios. Yes, the radio igloo. (laughs) As always, let's end the episode with an entrepreneurship tip. This week, we've got one from Eric Laurent, the founder of Rue Storage. He describes the company as Airbnb for storage and founded it while still a student at the University of Missouri. I recently produced a video all about Rue and the team behind it, and I really encourage you to go check it out. It's on the Missouri Business Alerts website. Here's a quote from Eric Laurent. Being an entrepreneur feels like you're swimming in open water. Fortunately, there's plenty of people out there willing to toss you a lifeline. You just need to be brave enough to ask for help. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced and edited by me, Megan Liz Smith. Thank you to Annika Merrilies for hosting. Our theme music was produced by Poddington Bear. We'll speak to you next week.